the Jewish views on Hanukkah in the Square for 2017 in a special program. We'll be bringing you some of the live action as it unfolds. We'll speak to the organizers and some of the performers as well as the punters to give you a real flavor of what you might have missed should you not have been able to be here. But first, with a roundup of the Jewish news this week, I'm Vivian Krieger. The Palestinian president Mahmoud Abbas has said the United States is no longer fit to broker an Israeli-Palestinian peace deal. Mr Abbas called Donald Trump's decision to recognise Jerusalem as Israel's capital a crime, telling Arab leaders at a summit in Turkey that the US should be replaced as a mediator by the United Nations. His remarks outlined a significant policy shift at the gathering of heads of state and top officials from Islamic nations. The Muslim world is expected to forge a unified stance against Trump's move. And a security guard has been stabbed in Jerusalem as protests and demonstrations continue over the United States' unilateral move. The Magandavid Adom Medical Service said a 30-year-old man suffered a stab wound near the city's central bus station. The attacker was arrested. The former England footballer Gary Lineker has defended his retweeting of a video taken in October of Israeli soldiers detaining Palestinian youths who'd been throwing stones at them. The youths, all under the age of 18, were referred to as defenceless children by an anti-Israel journalist, and Lineker used the word sickening himself. A former spokesperson from the Israel Defence Forces, Peter Lerner, wrote to Mr Lineker, saying the youths were a public menace and that the video lacked context. The former Leicester player replied that the context was clear. In Sweden, three people who allegedly threw firebombs at a synagogue in the second largest city, Gothenburg, have been arrested. Jewish groups condemned the attack, which was the second such incident in the country in two days. Both attacks were condemned by the Swedish Prime Minister, Stefan Löfven, who also criticised a rally held last week in Malmö at which anti-Jewish slogans were shouted in response to President Trump's announcement on Jerusalem. Mr Löfven said that there was no place for anti-Semitism in Swedish society. A couple is suing a hotel in New York for allegedly starving the guests at their daughter's £27,000 bat mitzvah party. Nancy Held, the girl's mother, said 700 hors d'oeuvre were never served and that the main course was cold. The adults apparently were so hungry they started eating the children's desserts. The couple want £475,000 in damages. That's the news. Now we can take a look at the sport. It was a case of snow joke at the weekend as the wintry conditions wiped out the entire Maccabi Football League programme. Saturday night's heavy snowfall meant all games across the three divisions, plus cup fixtures, were called off, despite the best efforts of players, managers and even referees, who put in a brave but ultimately fruitless attempt to clear the pitches. One match that did take place saw Adam Boller make history for London Lions after he became their first player to score six goals in one game. Bagging a hat-trick in each half of their 6-3 win over Broadfields United, the win saw the side move up to fifth place in the table. And finally, the supreme leader of Iran, Ayatollah Ali Khamenei, has praised the actions of an Iranian wrestler who deliberately lost a fight to avoid facing an Israeli, saying he can expect his spiritual reward from God. 
Alireze Karimi apparently didn't try and win his fight at last month's under-23s World Championships to avoid having to face Yuri Kalashnikov. And don't forget, you can keep up to date with all the latest Jewish sport at jewishnews.co.uk. You're listening to The Jewish Views. I'm joined now by, I'm delighted to say, a familiar voice to The Jewish Views. I am, of course, referring to the Chief Executive of the Jewish Leadership Council, Simon Johnson. A very good evening to you. How exciting we are, two years after we last spoke here. Well, we, we didn't do this last year, so we're, we're absolutely thrilled to be back here again. And it's fantastic. The weather we thought was going to cause us a problem, but it's dry, it's cold. We've got a great crowd building up. Behind me, you can, uh, you'll be able to hear the bands warming up and getting ready for the entertainment. And this is a great occasion. And it's my favourite, really my favourite occasion of the year. And it's a very bold occasion of the year as well, because we are standing right underneath what I believe has been billed as the largest Hanukkah possibly in the world. It is rather overpowering, isn't it? Well, it's 32 foot high and you can see it all the way uh, across the square. Of course, it's not lit yet. There'll be a special lighting ceremony midway through the, uh, the ceremony uh, overseen by the Mayor of London, Sadiq Khan. And it's fantastic because here you have the Hanukkah and straight in front of the stage you have a Christmas tree. I mean if anything tells us about the multicultural nature of London and the fact that so many of our community and passers-by are able to enjoy this festival of Hanukkah with a Christmas tree behind them I think it's a wonderful tribute to the city that we live in. And it is a real strange dichotomy isn't it but what's particularly beautiful about it is that it is an event that's obviously open to everyone of all denominations and it hopefully helps that little bit further other people of other faith just understand a bit more about about this thing we call Hanukkah. Well, the thing about Hanukkah is it's all about lighting the candles and allowing people to see it. So this is, if you like, the, the, the best expression of that. You put a Hanukkah in the middle of the city and you allow all comers to come and see and uh, see the lights. And the good thing about preparing for the music and food and donuts is that they can join us in celebrating the very best of our Jewish culture and our Jewish heritage. But obviously one thing that really hangs overhead at any event like this has got to be security. People are going to be probably a little bit put off, especially by some of the events that we've witnessed in the last year, particularly here in London. Do you think that that is something that we should be worried about or have we got enough in the way of protection based on the number of CST and police officers there are around? Well, listen, people would always be concerned, but I encourage everybody to really trust in the superb voluntary work that the CST and their volunteers do and the support we get from the police. I mean, there is a very comprehensive arrangement on tonight. There are many volunteers around the stage, in the crowd, helping to make sure that everybody is safe. Uh, we've had tremendous support from the police, from the City of London, from the Mayor of London's office. And so whereas people might naturally think to be concerned, I think somewhere like this, I, I don't feel any safer. I mean, there are more people here to look after us than there would be anywhere else. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity to, for people to truly enjoy themselves. Now an event like this obviously takes a mammoth amount of preparation and everything else that goes into putting it all together. Tell us a bit about the way JLE has worked with some of the other organisations involved, such as Chabad, even our very own Jewish News, all of the others who are involved in this. How's it all come together? Well, so this is a great partnership between uh, the JLC, Chabad Lubavitch, the Mayor of London, the Ju London Jewish Forum, and of course the Jewish News. We start planning this event in the summer. We start to engage the artists, we start to talk to the Mayor's office, we plan our media, we book everybody who's going to be performing in the evening, and then uh, as it gets near 
era we build up we start to promote Jewish News has really worked with us to promote this event for the last month or so we've been very busy on social media and on tonight there are about 25 members of staff there's about uh, 15 technicians there's a whole range of security individuals from the CST so we do have a tremendous operation it's a real partnership and I think we all see the benefit of it two hours of light music entertainment and the very best of Jewish culture and heritage just finally speaking of light what does Hanukkah mean to you we're going to ask all our guests this on this show what does Hanukkah mean to you well Hanukkah is my favorite of the festivals why wouldn't it be you remember from childhood lighting the candles in the family home you remember Hanukkah gelt you remember getting little gifts and so on I think there's something very special about lighting the lights and 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 here particularly doing it in central London showing to everybody we're Jewish we're proud this is part of our faith this is part of our heritage I think it's a great time of year of course, the only difference is now, of course, you're the one dishing out the Hanukkah gelt, right? Well, that's true. And also, I'm the one nearest to the box of uh, donuts. So uh, you'll, you'll be interviewing me next year, and I might have doubled in size. <laughs> Thanks very much, Simon. Thank you. You are listening to The Jewish Views in association with The Jewish News. And that was the remarkable sound of the Akiva School Choir. And I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by some of those singers now and their teachers. What's your name, Miss? Miss Kuku. And uh, Miss, are you exceptionally proud of your pupils this evening? I am very much proud, yes. We've worked very, very hard and I think they did a brilliant job. They certainly did. And we've got some of your pupils right here. So introduce yourselves. Your name? Hi, I'm Tom. And... I'm Dory. And? I'm Zed. Right. Well, now listen up, you lot. You did a fantastic job just there, but what was it like performing in front of all London? Let's get you to answer. Well, we've had lots of rehearsals, and it was slightly nerve-wracking, but when we got the flow of it, and everyone sang and played really well, it just flowed, and it went really well. And what's it been like with rehearsals? How much have you had to practice for this evening? Well, we've had about a time's worth of practice. Wake up Friday morning, get to school, do rehearsal, go to class. Uh, 8.15 in the morning. Does that time even exist? Yes. <laughs> so you must all be absolutely shattered. Yeah, we are, but we love, we love chamber choir, so we're dedicated to it. And do you perform in the choir at school normally? Well, sometimes the choir does things, like we had rehearsals last Friday for this, but whenever it's a choir thing, we always have the band and all of us singing for, in front of the whole school. And so what's it like, because technically speaking, you're now famous, so have you got people looking at you already, sort of saying, oh, I recognise you, you're from Akiva? Um, not yet, I've literally just come for about 10 minutes off stage, but still, pretty cool. That's a long time in reality, you never know. You might be famous, you might have your own MTV series before long. <laughs> okay, I'll try giving people the eye. Well, you're already on the Jewish views, how much better can it get? Have you spoken on radio before? No, it's quite exciting, I've never done it before. It's, I've heard people talking and I've always wished I could do it, but now I've got my chance. You certainly have. And uh, well, certainly the rest of the pupils have now joined as well. So what's next for the Akiva Choir? Because I assume that this carries on, you know, you don't just sort of come here for a one-off performance. What, what do they do now? 
Well, we have loads of performances. Every every term we have loads of things happening. We have a very big concert coming up next term, the Ensembles concert, and then we do the Barnet Music Festival. It's very, very busy at Akiva. We always do something. Excellent. And how much does music play a part of, say, the education of the Akiva School? More than 50% of our Key Stage 2 children play instruments, and I think Jewish parents really value the musical education of their children. We have children playing instruments to grade 6, grade 5, we have loads of instruments being played in the school and they, they very much enjoy it. And so how much does Hanukkah mean to you? Let's start off with you first of all. Well, because I have a very musical family, we always do something linked with music, we play games, we always remember Hanukkah in our own family way. And you? Well, we just get together as a family. We're not very musical, so we just sing a few Hebrew songs, eat donuts and relax. Fantastic. And how about you? Well, on Hanukkah, as a family, we always like to get together and we always have a week before learning our songs. And so, for example, this night when we get home, we're going to do Hanukkah and light our Hanukkah and sing songs and open our presents. Fantastic. Well, I know that there are some donuts behind you, but just finally, just imagine that you've got all the Jewish Views listeners right now hearing to you guys alone. Do you want to wish them Happy Hanukkah happy after three? Hanukkah. Hanukkah. After three. After three. One, two, three. Happy Hanukkah! <laughs> Can I begin with a greeting of peace? Shalom! Hanukkah Sameach! Happy Hanukkah! It's an absolute honor for me to be here for the lighting ceremony of the menorah. And can I just say how proud I am as the Mayor of London to be here as we light the menorah with a Christmas tree in front of us in the best square in the world. And you know, I know some of you are here because of the dreidels. Some of you are here because of the donuts. Some of you are here because of the lights. I'm here because of the Maccabees. I have a confession, I am a Maccabee groupie. I saw them two years ago and they were fantastic. Look, I know the story of uh, Hanukkah, the story of freedom over religious oppression. It's a story as relevant now, 2,000 years on, as it was when the Maccabees fled persecution. Because you and I both know there are some people who try and divide us, who try and drive a wedge between people of different religions between different ethnicities. Are we going to let them? No. Are we going to let them? No. Because this is a celebration of hope over fear, of light over darkness, of freedom over oppression. And that's the London that we love. Because in this city, if you are Jewish, Muslim, Christian, Hindu, Sikh, Buddhist, if you're a member of an organized faith or not, we don't simply tolerate you, we respect you, we embrace you, and we celebrate you. And can I just say this? I want to say thank you 
to every single Londoner of Jewish faith who helps this city be the greatest city in the world. Can I stop asking you, this is your first Hanukkah in the square, how important was it to you to keep this going? Well, I, I was here two years ago when it was raining, it was awful as, weather. As mayor, as mayor. Uh, no, no, and, then, and then last year we couldn't have one here because it was during the Christmas period. Uh, we had an event in City Hall, so it's just great to be here in the square as the mayor. And it's just, I mean, for me to be on that stage, Christmas tree in front of me, the menorah on the right, with a Londoners of Jewish faith, it's really important. It's really important to give uh, people a sense of belonging. And I want uh, Jewish Londoners to have a sense of belonging. This is their city. I am their mayor. And it's important we celebrate a really important festival here in Trafalgar Square. And there's a message to the country and to the world that London is, is open and you can have this kind of event in public without any problems. This is how we do things in London. And I, and I, I think it's really important that we send a message to the world. This isn't just about tolerance. You don't want to be tolerated. I don't want to be tolerated. I want to be respected, celebrated, embraced. And that's really important for us as a city because the bad news is there has been a rise in anti-Semitism. The bad news is there has been a rise in hate crime. The bad news is CST are as busy as there's ever been. And so we've got to make sure that we use events like this to give people a sense of confidence, a sense of uh, belonging, but also to reaffirm our commitment to make sure we nip out in the bud uh, any form of hate crime or anti-Semitism. And, and for me as the mayor, for me as the Londoner, for me as somebody who's got friends from all different backgrounds, including the Jewish faith, it, this is personal to me. And what message does it send out that there is such a large crowd here tonight? It's crazy. Look, it's freezing. It's like minus two degrees. I, I've met sort of eight-year-old, nine-year-olds. They are buzzing. I'm afraid not because of me, but because of the Maccabees. Because they're here in Trago Square. It's a day out. The choir you just heard having a great time. They're Londoners. They're Londoners. They're Jewish. Some of them, I'm afraid, support Spurs. Others support Arsenal. Others support West Ham. That's who we are. We're just complex people with multiple entities. But I want you to be proud of your heritage. I want you to be proud of your faith. I want you to be proud of your family and your city. And it's important for me as the mayor to be a mayor for all Londoners. I, I said it during my campaign and I meant it. And a bold claim, a suggestion that you may have taken part in the biggest ever selfie in history. <laughs> what, what was that like? It was always funny. You know what's funny is when you're having this selfie taken at Trafalgar Square, everyone does squeeze in because they're worried they could be missed out. I think she missed the trick that we needed a selfie stick, but next time. Okay, and have you had any donuts yet? I, I was, I've been offered many donuts. I'm trying to watch my weight because uh, Christmas coming and stuff, but not yet. But there's boxes going around and stuff. And that's one of the great things about London, you see. We are a city with lots of different faiths, lots of different cultures, festivities. And the great thing about London is you can enjoy other people's cultures. So donut being a good example. I mean, people think a donut is a quintessentially British thing. And when you talk about Hanukkah and sharing the donut, you realize that we actually appropriate our culture from different faiths. And that's one of the great things about London. We are evolving all the time in relation to foods, fashions, all these sorts of things. It's my personal Hanukkah tradition and I asked the previous mayor this question every single Hanukkah in the square for about five years. You've already said that you'd like at some point to lead a trade delegation to Israel. Any progress on that? Any idea about time scale? So I met the mayor of Tel Aviv recently in City Hall. He was very, he was very excited about some of the stuff Tel Aviv's doing around tech and stuff. And so we're working out international programs and stuff. But of course, look, I'm a pro-business mayor. One of the things that I'm keen to do is to promote London around the world. Tel Aviv mayor claims that Tel Aviv is the tech capital of the world. I'm not sure about that. But of course, we're looking to opportunities all around the world, including uh, Israel. 
Is it something you'd like to do in the next year or so? Or We've not worked out a programme for the next period, but yeah, some stage, of course. Can I just as the Mayor of London thank all those who have helped the Hanukkah in the Square happen, including the Jewish News, for being uh, partners to Hanukkah in the Square. These things that happen by themselves, I want to thank the organisers, the JLC, the Jewish Leadership Forum, Shabbat, and, and you guys. Thank you so much for helping this happen. So now it's going to be my pleasure to have uh, on the stage a number of wonderful people, including my good friend, the Chief Rabbi. I bet I've done more gigs with the Chief Rabbi than any one of you. And he clearly is the wisest man here because he's wearing the best hat. He's the warmest person here. He's my friend, the Chief Rabbi. And by the way, happy Hanukkah. Wow, what a sight as I look out here to see so many faces celebrating Hanukkah. You know, during this festival, we recall a time when the Greeks in city squares set up idols and forced Jewish people to bow down to them. And tonight, here in this most iconic square within the whole of Britain, we are gathered together as free and proud Jews to celebrate our festival. And so we're exceptionally proud here tonight. We're proud of our wonderful mayor. We're proud of our great city of London. We're proud of Britain. We're proud of the Jewish contribution to life in this city and in this country. We are proud of our Torah tradition, of our ever relevant and meaningful and joyous laws. We are proud of the state of Israel. We are proud to be here tonight to celebrate what is meaningful to us right here in the heart of this public square. And at this time of Hanukkah, we pray to Hashem that the forces of good will overcome all forces of evil, that freedom will prevail over tyranny, and that light will banish darkness from our midst. Hanukkah Sameach, everybody, and thanks for joining with us. Sorry, Chief Rabbi, could you just tell me what Hanukkah means to, not necessarily just Hanukkah, but Hanukkah on the square means, just not just Jewish people of England, but people in general. I think it's great to see here so many people out here in Trafalgar Square celebrating Hanukkah in a free and joyous way. Great tribute to our city, to our country. And I'm so delighted to be part of it. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Chief Rabbi. Shall <laughs> 
people here this evening and our very own Tony Honickberg will be speaking to some of them throughout this show. He's asked these people what brought them here tonight. You know it's a amazing place to be. It's a beautiful Hanukkah. It's one of the biggest menorah in Europe and in the world right here in the Trafalgar Square. So I'm honored to be a guest here, a friend and it's amazing. I knew there was going to be this event tonight. And because I'm, I'm Jewish on my father's side, I wanted to be here because although I'm not recognized halakhically as Jewish, I feel Jewish, you know. My grandmother was a victim of the Holocaust and I feel I must be part of the Jewish, you know. And, and have you done this before? Yes, I came two years ago. Great to see so many people, you know. And I like what was said by the uh, deputy ambassador about, she said to the Christian friends, because although I'm Jewish, I'm also a Christian, and it's good to, we're just having a good time together tonight, you know? I do think it's an amazing opportunity to get everybody together. It's a small community. It's really nice to be around a big group of people that are all celebrating the same thing. It's not easy to find that in London, so when I heard about this, I was so excited because it just feels good to celebrate and have a light, exciting event like this with a lot of other people that celebrate it too. I personally think that we should just be supporting every Jewish event that we put on. In my personal opinion, I think it's great that in London in 2017 we were able to do this. I mean, there's a lot of hate around and, you know, a lot of people would disagree with it. And I feel it's just very important to support something like this. We came here to see my niece. 
and we're here with my wife and my daughter. And we just came and we heard the music, so it brought us here. You didn't know anything about Hanukkah on the square? No, we didn't know anything right now. Well, I think it's perfect. I think everybody should be able to celebrate whatever holiday or anything that they like. It's something that I think that every, every nation should be able to express in anywhere in the world. So we could celebrate Hanukkah, celebrate Christmas? Exactly, like every country has their own celebration and if you move to that certain country, there's always communities where you can celebrate each thing. So I think it's perfect that everybody can celebrate what they like. Hanukkah, Christmas, anything. Well, as we continue our special program here for 2017, you are, of course, listening to The Jewish Views. And I'm delighted to say that I'm joined now by another familiar voice to this program. I'm talking about Marie van der Zeel from the Board of Deputies. Marie, what an atmosphere this evening, right? Fantastic. Happy Hanukkah. It's amazing. The Maccabees are incredible. And what would you say that an event like Hanukkah in the Square means to you and, of course, the Board as a whole? Because I'm guessing that everyone at the Board has been quite excited by the prospect of this. I think it's a wonderful event to bring all the community together. It doesn't matter where you're from, we're all together, we're all having fun and it's a beautiful occasion. Look forward to it every year and it's a lovely, lovely occasion with beautiful, beautiful band. What can you ask for? Beautiful music, lovely company and I wish everybody a very happy Hanukkah. You know, Marie, one of the things that has come up this evening is the is the whole message. What message this sends out to the community and also to London as a whole for having this really, what's frankly, let's be honest, quite a broad statement. The fact that we've got a massive Christmas tree next to a menorah. We've got everyone from all the community from well, wide sections. wonderful thing about being in the UK. We can all celebrate being Jewish. We can celebrate that in front of a Christmas tree. And we're a fantastic example of a community of being all-inclusive. And also, just because everyone this evening has been asked this who's taken part in the programme, what does Hanukkah mean to you personally? It is the, one of the most wonderful times of the year, it, as well as being freezing cold and donuts. It's a time where we can all have fun, be together, remember the miracle of Hanukkah and all start off another year. It's the most joyous time. Oh, 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 oh,
This is Tony Honigberg, and there's no Jewish schmooze as such tonight, but I'm here with Justin Cohen and Jack Mendel from the Jewish News newspaper, and I just want to know about Hanukkah on the Square. Justin, you first. Yeah, no, I, I think it's been an amazing occasion. As ever, the organisers have really excelled themselves. And the London Jewish Forum, the Jewish Leadership Council and Chabad, uh, together with the Mayor's, Mayor of London's office, it really is an incredible show. I, I don't know any other moment in the year when people have the opportunity to, to express their pride in being Jewish in such a public way, in such a, a famous location as Trafalgar Square. Jack, what do you think? I think people have beaten the cold, they've come out and they've, they've put the cold behind them and they've had free donuts and they've enjoyed themselves, they've enjoyed lots of great live music and as you walk around Trafalgar Square you can hear all different languages, people from all over the world, people enjoying it, Jews and non-Jews, it's a really great occasion. I did walk around the square before and chatted to a number of people, mostly Jewish. My, my one question, I wonder what you two think, is what do you think non-Jewish people walking around Trafalgar Square think about Jewish people doing this celebration? I think that's one of the best elements of this type of event and it, 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 it kind of it applies to a lot of the kind of public celebrations that the Mayor of London hosts in Trafalgar Square through the year, whether it be the Chinese New Year or, or whatever. This is a great way for people to be introduced to Judaism to see the, the joyous side of Judaism. I think a lot of what they would hear on the news either relates to Israel or relates to anti-Semitism and this is a whole new way of introducing the community to what, introducing the wider community to what the Jewish community is all about. Pride, the, the, the celebration, the joy, the singing is just quite, quite heartwarming to be honest. Now we don't go around when they have like the Chinese New Year on the square. I don't think you see a lot of Jewish people coming into that. Do you think it does us good where we've got a lot of anti-Semitism, anti-Zionism going on at the moment, anti-Israel going on at the moment? Do you think something like this does us good to the wider community, Jack? I think it, it can do good because it shows a more positive view of our faith. It shows that our faith isn't just about Israel and anti-Semitism, it's also about music and food and about celebration. And I think that that, that is good. And I, I tell you what, I think most people feel quite safe here. There's no there's no protest, there's lots of security, the CST are everywhere, you know, there's a very visible presence. So I think as long as people feel safe and they feel free to express themselves, I don't see why it can't be a good thing. Tonight is Hanukkah, got everything we need, a frying pan some more, for us, for us, celebrate our victory, we got, ooh, the Latka recipe. Let's go, Latka, come on, put your hands together. listening to the Jewish Views and throughout this program we've been well meeting a host of familiar voices but 
none so familiar to an awful lot of the members of the Jewish community than our next one, Raymond Simonson, who of course is CEO of JW3. Raymond, how nice to see you here, sir. Oh, it's wonderful to be here. Chag Sameach to you. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you very much. Chag Sameach to you too. But you're not alone, are you? No, tonight I'm really, really proud because this event, I had nothing to do with the event other than be a proud parent of my son, Mossy here, who was singing in the Akiva School Choir, and they were just fantastic. They did everyone so proud. Now, Mossy, we heard from some of your classmates earlier on, but tell us what it was like for you performing at Hanukkah in the Square. It was amazing. There were so many fans, and it was so great to be there. And also, Raymond, do you think that uh, now that Mossy's famous in his own right, that you might be able to find room for him at JW3 to get a performance there? Yeah, I'll have to sack a couple of staff and uh, get Mossy in to fill them up. I was watching him photobombing the mayor and photobombing the chief rabbi, and yeah, I think he's, I think he's got a future on the stage, this one. Well, you've met a lot of famous people this evening, Mossy. Who's been your favourite so far? Hmm, probably the Maccabees and Sadiq Khan. Maccabees and Sadiq Khan, fantastic. You must be quelling, Raymond. No, I'm absolutely quelling, and I have to say, this is genuinely one of my favourite moments of the year. Like, it's so rare to stand out in the middle of London, right in Trafalgar Square, the heart of Britishness and Londonness, right? Outside the, the National Gallery, by the Christmas tree, and see about, what, four or whatever thousand Jews all together in a joyous, out loud and proud celebration of Jewishness. And that is so, it's so fantastic to see that pride there. And it's great to have, you know, all these children on the stage sharing in that proud Jewish identity moment. And of course, you are the king of culture for the community, let's be honest. With that in mind, what would you say, sort of culturally speaking, we're taking away from this evening? I think the fact that there were so many different kinds of Jews coming together, the fact that we heard the Akiva School Choir sung a song in Ladino, there was Hebrew tonight, English, all those different languages, all different kind of Jews. We were standing with French Jews, South African Jews, Israeli Jews, so bringing together all the kind of different Jewish cultures from around the world in a celebration of song and, and pride was fantastic. Shabbat <laughs> Shalom. 
You're listening to The Jewish Views in association with The Jewish News. I've now managed to sneak off into the quiet depths underneath Trafalgar Square to speak to Noe Jacobson, who happens to be one of the Maccabees. Noe, welcome to London. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. So tell us, what was it like? You guys have performed at Hanukkah in the Square before. What was it like? It was wonderful. You know what? We do a lot of performances, especially around Hanukkah time. But I, and I, I'm not just saying this because we're on the radio in London. The Trafalgar Square gig is, is unique. There's something iconic about this space, about the city, about doing it outdoors, all these people. It's, it's an iconic gig and, and it's one of our favorites. And let's not beat about the bush here. You guys actually travel pretty much to London for this, right? We did. We are here for less than 24 hours. We got in this morning and we're leaving on a 6 a.m. flight out of Gatwick. That's amazing. So are you guys not shattered? <laughs> we are shattered. But what gets us through is that we love doing this and we're super passionate about the music and we're passionate about our audiences. And so especially during Hanukkah, when we're kind of really at the, at, at the end of our energy, we pull through for the, for the fans and for the, the audience. We love it. And let's talk a bit about your fans, because you guys have got one heck of a lot of following, because let's be honest, it's not really another group like the Maccabees. Not really anyway. Yeah, I think I think we do something somewhat unique, and I think you know certain groups in the, in the Jewish world and in, in the world of Jewish music appeal to certain sectors of the community. But I think we have a a broad reach. We we reach out to affiliated Jews, unaffiliated Jews, all across the denominational spectrum. Um, our music's just about being proud of who you are, being proud of your heritage, and that's that's a universal concept that people really find meaningful. I think. And what would you say the reaction is like in terms of the differing reaction around the world? Because I'm guessing maybe sort of here in the UK versus Israel versus America, it's probably some common ground, but also at the same time, you maybe get a different reception. How would you describe your welcome here in London? Our welcome in London has always been has always been wonderful. We actually come to London fairly frequently. We end up coming here for private events. We were here for a wedding uh, just last week, actually. But the, the fans in London are amazing, and and it's amazing to go to all these different cities all across the world, all across the globe. But music really is that universal language. So to be able to come and everyone knows the words, and everyone sings along, everyone joins in. It, it's really fantastic. Tell us what music means to you, because you obviously, if you are a part of the Maccabees, then I'm guessing that uh, music plays a fairly massive part in your life. But about you as a musician, tell us what it's like to be part of the Maccabees. What is it like to be part of the Maccabees? You know what? I joined this group, like most of the guys in the group, in college. I, ha I hadn't a thought that I would do music professionally or even semi-professionally. It was just something that we did as, as a hobby. And, you know, we got with a mixture of, of luck and, and whatever else, being the right place at the right time. Um, we've, able, we've been able to do this thing now for eight, nine years and travel the globe, to go to six continents and put out videos with over 40 million views. It's been an absolute dream. I mean, we never take it for granted and it's been a, a wonderful ride. And what would you say that the differences, say, between you guys, say, performing at a gig like this where you're in front of a crowd of goodness only knows how many people compared to maybe some of the smaller gigs? You mentioned doing a wedding as well. So how does it compare? Yeah, every, every crowd, every gig, every concert, every event has its own flavor. 
I think the the enormity of of this event and and again the iconic nature of it being in Trafalgar Square is amazing. But we also love those intimate gigs where we come for a bar mitzvah and there are a hundred people in the room and we sit at a table and we sing with people, not two people. You know, again, the set list is is fairly similar from from concert to concert. The material is fairly similar, but what changes is the audience and and that's what makes it fresh and that's what makes it unique. And and I have to say, all the guys here do something else. Uh, you know, this is this is our side gig. Everyone else's other careers, professions. Now we have family. Some of us have kids, and the reason that we get up and still do this is because we're passionate about meeting people and connecting with audiences. If that wasn't the case, we would have hung up our, our pitch pipes a long time ago. But also, you know, your fans don't seem to be going anywhere in a hurry. It's amazing how the Maccabees seem to have something different compared to most other bands. Where, let's be frank you know some bands can be a bit of a fad dare i say a bit of a craze but your fans just seem to your fan base even seems to get bigger and bigger it's amazing you know what i remember when our first big song came out and it was a whirlwind and we were traveling from city to city and doing big shows i remember turning to my friend my good friend nachem joel over there and saying you know what i think like this is great let's let's enjoy it while it lasts because this will be what six months nine months 12 months we'll do some shows We'll put out some videos. We'll have a good time. Now we're nine years later and it's still going. And that's, I think we are honestly surprised about that. But I guess there is something in that message of, you know, being proud of who you are, being proud of your heritage and being energetic and being all of that stuff. I guess it resonates with audiences in a way that's kept us going for all this time. What's next stop for you guys? You mentioned that you're here for less than 24 hours. So where are you headed to next? We're flying back to New York City, which is our home base. We have a show on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. We have a show in Atlanta. We have a show in New Jersey over the weekend. Connecticut, which just, I, we don't even keep track. We just show up where we're, where we're told to show up. So how are you guys going to be spending Hanukkah? Are you going to get the chance to spend any of it with your family? Or are you performing the whole way through? Some of us will get the chance to be home. I personally will not. My wife is less than thrilled about that. But you know what? It, it's, it's, it's part of the game. I think a lot of us owe a lot of our success and what we do to our loved ones who have supported us through this. Without that, I don't know that we'd be able to do this. And just finally, because I've been asking this to all the guests who have appeared on the program this week, what does Hanukkah mean to you? Hanukkah to me means hope. Hanukkah to me means being able to do the extraordinary. And I think that's, that's really our story. This started as a bunch of ragtag guys in the back halls of Yeshiva University singing together. And we had no idea, no conception of what this would be. But the Hanukkah message is sometimes you do your part, you, you get out there, and, and uh, God takes care of the rest.
תגיד להם איזו מילה טובה תחפה יש שיגעים שבשבילם תנתה ניסית ניסית מה שלא עשית את הכל רצית בנית בנית מה שלא ראית כשהזמן עובר ככה לא יחשוב שותך לכל חייך אם אתה מרגיש שאתה כל הזמן רוצה להספיק הכל פשוט תזכור דספסיטו קח את החיים שלך בדספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו בכל הקבל זה טוב רק תאמין בו דספסיטו קח את החיים שלך בדספסיטו כל דבר בזמן שלא יבוא קרידו בכל הקבל זה טוב רק תאמין בו דספסיטו Time to hear more from some of the crowd now. Our intrepid Tony Honigberg has been asking these people what they believe those outside of Judaism would make of this evening. Uh, Hanukkah is actually one of the holidays that we would love and we share with non-Jewish people. doesn't matter if they're Christians, Muslim, people who don't believe in God, it's irrelevant. The holiday of Hanukkah is to share the light, to bring something good, something warm, something kind to the humanity. And you know, we're all human beings, we all come from the same source, so it doesn't matter what religion or what church or temple or mosque do we attend, or maybe we don't. It's about being human beings, it's about sharing the love, respect, and you know, curiosity towards different people. Um, we were actually just talking about that. We were saying if somebody walked by, they'd be so confused <laughs> and think this is weird. Hanukkah is one of the few holidays that's just really fun. And so it's nice for people to be able to walk by and see that we're celebrating and that we're eating chocolate and donuts, listening to music and dancing. So I, I hope, I hope that that's what it's doing. I think, unfortunately, a lot of it is to do with the whole Israel situation at the moment. Uh, and when they see the Israeli flags, especially what happened in Jerusalem last week, they, they feel very strongly about it. They feel that it's not about a Jewish thing, it's about an Israeli thing. And I think, that, I think last year when I came, there was a lot more open-minded atmosphere. Uh, but I feel, I feel, firstly, some people have stayed away this year. Not just to do with the weather, but also what's happened recently. Last year, I found that there was a lot more people, a lot more going on. And it's a so, so do you think it's slightly different now because of what President Trump said last week? I very much think it's a, a lot to do with that. And unfortunately, it has an effect on all Jews in, in the UK. There's only two or three hundred thousand of us. But the, at the end of the day, we've all, got to, we've all got to put up with it because we're Jewish. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. But at the same time, we've got to take some of the slack as well. First of all, I think London is a city where like, there's so many religions and people from all over the world. At any one point, wherever you go, you have people from at least three or four or five different religions next to you and countries. So I think people are quite open, you know? People are open. People want to know and they're curious. And also at university, people always ask me about Judaism. I hope they enjoy it with us. What they think, I don't know what they think. I'm not in their minds. But I hope they enjoy it with us. And do you think it could bring us closer together with, with, with everything that's been going on? Yes, I think it, it will bring us closer. I've actually spoken to a few guys here who are not Jews. They were very impressed, very amazed. They thought, they told me, they thought that Jews are only in for hate. But I didn't know the Jews know how to bring people together. And they were very happy to be here. So it does bring us closer. Well, there you go. I have managed to sneak backstage for the last few moments of our special Hanukkah 2017 program. 
There's just time for our rabbinic thoughts for the week. And this week, it comes from Rabbi Andrew Shaw from Mizrahi, UK. So the candles have been lit, the dreidels have been spun, and the donuts have been consumed. What a lovely, jolly festival this is. But in many ways it isn't, because Hanukkah is a very serious festival. And in fact, in many ways, is the festival I think most sums up the dilemma of Judaism today. See, the Maccabees back then were not fighting simply against the Greek army, which of course they were, but unfortunately was in essence a civil war between Jew and Hellenist. One group of Jews believing it was time to completely update and change what Judaism is and assimilate into the Greek culture. Another group fiercely defending those traditions to a Judaism that in essence is still connected to what was the days of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph and Moses. And we celebrate the tradition. We celebrate the miracle of how those Hasmoneans defeated the Greeks and of course the Hellenists and resumed the service in the temple. And for us the challenge today in the 21st century is exactly the same. How do we interact with the Greeks of today, the Western world, the British public and the world we live in? Do we assimilate into it, giving up our traditions, giving up identity? Or do we, in essence, try and maintain identity within the culture? And that's the challenge. Hanukkah tells us it's not simply about a physical attack on Judaism. It wasn't. It was a spiritual attack to weaken our resolve to be Jews in a non-Jewish world. My background, whether at haberdashers or university, taught me it is so vitally important to be proudly Jewish in the world we live in. So eat your donuts, light your candles, and spin your dreidels. But remember, the crucial message is, are we still making sure we are Jewish in a very, very non-Jewish world? Have a very happy Hanukkah. Thank you very much to Rabbi Andrew Shaw from Mizrahi UK for our thoughts for the week. And what a fitting way to summarise and end our special programme from Hanukkah in the Square for 2017. That is all the Jewish views we have time for. So I would like to thank all of our guests that we've featured in this show, including Simon Johnson, the Chief Executive of the JLC, Akiva School, Mayor of London Sadiq Khan, Chief Rabbi Ephraim Mervis, Noe Jacobson from the Maccabees, Marie van der Zyl from the Board of Deputies, Raymond and Mossy Simonson, and of course Raymond is CEO of JW3. And we mustn't forget the team, including those who produced this show, Sue Greenberg and Justin Cohen. And a special massive thank you to my fellow freezing colleague, Tony Honickberg, who's been here with me as well. And of course, to you at home for listening, I hope that you've been given a little taster of this year's activities. Next week, it is business as usual here on The Jewish Views. And don't forget that you can always listen to the most recent edition of the programme by visiting our website, jewishviews.co.uk where you'll also find the facility to listen to all previous episodes as well. The Jewish Views is brought to you in association with The Jewish News, and this episode was recorded at Trafalgar Square in London. I'm Phil Dave. Do make sure you join us next time here on The Jewish Views. We'll leave you this time, though, with the Maccabees singing Osei Shalom from me and the whole team. Hanukkah Sameach!
Oh 